This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Arising from last year's award-winning Angota, Angota 2, Remember, is a new dance performance that delves deeper into the themes and questions that choreographer Lee Rensing was exploring, this time with a focus on embodiment on a day-to-day level. So in her new work, Rensing works with voice as a significant element, voice from the voice box, as well as the voice of the body. So you know what the body feels, what it needs, desires, its agencies and capabilities to decide. So today on the show, I'm going to find out all about it. Uh, Rinsin joins me today. She's the director, choreographer and performer of the of the piece. And also joining us is video artist Chloe Yap, who's also collaborating on Angota 2. Welcome, ladies. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks, Julia. Lovely to have you guys uh, on the show with me today. So uh, very excited uh, to hear about Angota 2, Rinsin. And congratulations to the both of you uh, because, you know, two Cameroonian Arts Awards, right, at the 18th BCAA for Best Group Performance and Best Choreographer in a feature-length work for Angota. Uh, that was awesome. Congratulations, guys. That was great work. Yeah. Thank you. So um, uh, maybe, Rinsing, you know, for, uh, maybe some people didn't manage to catch Angota last year. Maybe we can just, I know I keep making you do this, but just remind folks, you know, what Angota, uh, Angota was exploring. Uh, you know, I know, sorry, make you repeat it, but, you know, I think it has some connection as well. I mean, it's related to this piece. Please take it away. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just haven't been thinking about that. <laughs> okay. The previous Angota. But, but um, last year, I think I was I was exploring about what this body of my own and my uh, dance partner, Bihang, what is it that we may share in terms of what the body carries, the patterns we inherited, um, whether that might come from the shared collective of being Chinese and female body um, of a particular generation. And, and what, what we might want to take charge of uh, to continue or to depart from. Okay, yes. And because I, I, I remember reading in your uh, your artist statement, right? You said, I dance for all the women in my lineage who could not dance, right? That's something that you wanted to, to put out there as well. Yeah, in short, I, I guess the could not dance simply meant like time for themselves, time to enjoy, time to take pleasure for themselves, etc. Yeah, because how could you, how dare you, right? Uh, do something <laughs> like dance when, you know, you've got all these other things that need to be done. How dare you have uh, some agency yes. <laughs> and and a hobby or, you know, some some outlet for, you know, everything that you do. Um, Chloe, you know, you also collaborated uh, with uh, with Rensing and uh, on last year's Angota, right? And that was through uh, your expertise in experimental videography. Can you just remind us, you know, about how uh, the use of clips were interspersed uh, throughout the performance as well and what it is that, you know, you were exploring as well through the work? I think for Angota and working with Rensing, there is uh, something that is quite uh, different and interesting for me in the sense that um, it incorporates partially, like it incorporates both um, documentary filmmaking and investigative um, uh, research into a person, into two persons in Angotas case and also, and also live performance in terms of uh, incorporating video and live performance. And last year, it was mostly uh, me kind of like a process of getting to know how Renzin works and kind of an introduction to her world and their world and 
her and Behang's world and the videos were kind of like um, just like a like a kind of appearing into into what they were you know what, what they were kind of exploring and you know like in a larger in a larger context and so that was, was that am, am I right in saying that that was your first collaboration with Runsin and uh, uh, was that also your first sort of um, uh, uh, foray into working with performance artists for like a, a staged show would I be right in saying that Yes, both correct. Yes. Okay. And what was that? Uh, what was that experience like for you? I mean, was that something quite new? Uh, yeah. How How did you go about working with Rinsing and Bihang? You know, to to sort of yeah to present the visuals, I suppose, right? The video uh, accompaniment to their performance, which is you know everything was very strong. I, one of the clips I remember. Why must there be a good or bad onguta? I remember seeing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that that one was because because it was onguta. One was kind of like a. You know, like a starting of um, of everything. You know, like um, yeah. I mean, me and Rinsin, we, we we talked for a while before that particular show, but that show itself was was kind of like uh, we are trying to feel things and trying to uh, feel our way into into the subject matter and into the 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 way of working and understanding how you know how um, Rinsin herself. Uh, wishes to approach dance and live performance, you know, um, in a way like remove remove um, herself from a certain kind of um, uh, I don't know, like uh, like maybe old or like uh, established ways of working mm-hmm. in dance and live performance, and that's just uh, for me that was a, a slow kind of introduction and understanding of what that um, that world means and what she wants to achieve as a as a dancer and also dance choreographer and you know yeah so the the good and bad angota thing is is just us being being playful also like just to have that question yeah it was it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, quite a lot of exploration going on, I guess, you know, especially in that first collaboration, right? And I think uh, quite a bit of experimentation and, you know, like you said, like trying new things, right? Also for, I think, for Rinsin, uh, doing things differently, right? From, you know, how you've choreographed and, and, and staged previous productions mm-hmm. as well. So that that's interesting. And now that's coming also into uh, Angota 2, right? Uh, remember, Rinsin, maybe we can talk about that. So, you know, in the, um, in the intro, I briefly mentioned that you want to explore voice, right? So how are you incorporating the concept of, you know, quote-unquote voice uh, into the choreography of this dance performance, you know, I guess in both the voice box term and also the voice of the body? Mm. Um, I think maybe I explain a little bit context around why voice. Sure. Um, Personally, I had been observing or asking like questioning myself about certain things in recent maybe one, two or three years about why I have inhibitions around expressing certain things or saying certain things um, or taking up space to voice about certain things. And uh, at the same time, while working in the dance scene, I often felt and uh, I often felt like when I watched... uh, let's say, ethnically Chinese dancers or maybe some other dancers as well on stage, I often feel there's a layer to their presence that is being 
felt like it's being muted. Uh, it's almost like they are performing really well, uh, but there's a part of who they are that is sort of not there. And I don't know why, but my I instinctively wish I could hear them, like literally hear if they just had some voice out sounds. And um, while coaching a fellow performer, dance artist, I, I invited him to do so. He's a fantastic um, performer. And suddenly his whole presence just changed on stage. Uh, like the whole, his whole person appeared. And I was just wondering about uh, this voice being a part of the body as well as metaphorically voice of this body in terms of what it feels, what it needs, what it wishes for. Uh, uh, I, I was interested about this because it's part of the body and I'm working so much around the body. Mm. So I felt like, and I felt for myself that I couldn't really access this part of my body, even though I day in, day out say that I work with body. <laughs> so I just told Bihang, my uh, dance partner, like, uh, we must use voice, please, no matter what. And to start from there and find out what is that relationship with voice for each of us. Okay. And and so, okay. Okay. And that's very, that's very interesting. And then I guess, you know, then taking that and sort of uh, translating it into the choreography and the, and the movements, right? Um, so I was just curious how, you know, all those things that you wanted to sort of like investigate uh, is actually then sort of translated into movements, right? So are there specific techniques mm. or movements that you're using to express, uh-huh. you know, the body's feelings, the needs, desires within the dance piece? Yeah. Yeah. So last year, we uh, invited Anne James, uh, also a member of Five Arts, who's like a very reputable theatre actor. Uh, he, she gave us some, like, maybe three, two or three coaching, voice coaching sessions. And then early this year, uh, I have produced Sufe's workshop, which he, uh, is around, I hope I'm saying this right, Fitzmaurice Voice Works. Uh, which actually, in my interpretation, has to do with um, connecting to the voice of this person and something about agency and truth. So I felt a lot of strong resonance from these things that were happening. And from there, I just instinctively carried what I connected to and then find more with Bihang. Um, ourselves, influenced by uh, Sufi's workshop and N. James' uh, coaching session. Okay. So this is not sort of a sequel in that sense, right? It's, it's um, yeah, I wouldn't be, I mean, that's not the right way to describe uh, Anguta 2, right? Yeah. I started out developing this work intending to develop deeper Anguta last, from last year. I thought I was going to make better the same work, the same piece. Uh, but because both uh, Bihang and myself are in a different headspace, also because uh, much of the theme around the body, our relationship of the body is constantly evolving or transforming, as Chloe often reminds us. So it didn't really make sense for us to do a lot or most of the stuff that we were doing last year. Um, so we kind of based on what what was in Angota last year, find what is here today, what is at present today in our body here. So 
it's not really a sequel, but perhaps it's a present, uh, present hate and body space around the uh, stemming from similar themes of last year. Okay. All right. And for and for you, Chloe, you know, um, working again uh, to to provide the the video elements, right? The the clips and things like that, right? How uh, how has that been? Uh, you know, with this new theme, uh, working with the two dancers again. Uh, what what have you? I mean, what are you, what are you bringing to the performance? Maybe you can share that with us. Well, this year, this year, I think the the documentary and investigative aspects of it. Um, you know, just just being with the with with Rinsen and Bihang in real time, um, and kind of like uh, being with their uh, kind of being present with 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 them as they change and grow, and acknowledging together like what what is happening to our bodies, you know, and that that is what we have been doing kind of like this year, and I mean. There is. I just feel like the the interesting thing about about live performers is that of is this kind of like interesting real time aspect and and the uh, uh, th- there will be like you know like films and in in the form of like documentaries uh, showing in the show. But I feel like then there's something there's something kind of like itching to like to to question like um because the the films are pre-record already recorded and then um and then we are we are seeing the dancers in real time and 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 then uh things are changing and evolving in real time and that's uh something that we're you know trying to (laughs) trying to uh just come to terms with um uh throughout the entire process or at least me so it's just like yeah um it almost feels like the like like film or recorded things are could not uh, bring to justice the, the the kind of real time change of like of someone of yeah so that's what but yeah <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's very different, isn't it, from your from your practice as a, as a filmmaker, isn't it? Because there you have almost full control over what's what's happening on uh, what's gonna the final product is gonna be, right? Almost uh, this one, you don't quite know what the dancers. I mean, you know, things can change, right? Because the dance is is so uh, enigmatic, it's so fluid. You know, things change, and whether yeah, so it's quite interesting. You're not quite sure also what you're gonna see. I mean, you have an idea, but things can change, lah, Right? There's that lack of control. I don't know. Would I be right in saying that? Um, I wouldn't say lack of control. Actually, I think that's the the beauty of it because that, then we realize as we're as we're working that um, the film and the video aspects they are not you know like to uh, to record to say you know as opposed to like in in film the practice the discipline in film you know like in performance it's it's like there's this like acknowledging like collective acknowledgement that um, things are are going to develop, mm. you know, like until even, even when the audience are here and uh, like watching us. So, so there's this, like, um, that's the beauty of, of that. And, uh, so there's not, it's not like a lack of control thing. It's, uh, yeah, it's, a uh, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And maybe a little bit unpredictable, but yeah, in, I mean, you know, something it's, it's, it's fluid, lah. you know, you don't know what's going to happen in that sense. Uh, it's, just, just to add that, like also just now I forgot to uh, 
say it properly, but it's also to acknowledge like um, the 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 real time change is not just like in in their bodies in the in the development of the body and choreography, but also their like their their thoughts, their headspace, their the life experiences, the the change in their physical body and uh, their yeah, there's all these in things like in them that like I think the some of the video and audio elements are I don't know like paying homage or it's like re paying respect to or I don't know like yeah to have some yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So we definitely have to come and see how it all comes together, isn't it? Um, and I'm just curious to know: Are there also, you know, when when so when audiences come to see, right? I mean, are they going to see things like specific moments in the dance where there's uh, silencing of the voice or the empowerment of the body's voice, uh, which is particularly uh, evident? Uh, my immediate answer is not so straightforward in this way because I think for me and in dance the language is slightly different that it's uh, not about showing one situation and what happens in that situation rather it's seeing this body in a particular circumstance whether it's uh, the, the clothes that we're wearing, the larger scene that we're in, the composition of our bodies in relation to a set, and then what we are sounding or how we are moving over time, how that changes and how that surrounding or, or um, things that we're wearing on our bodies changes. And over that duration of time, uh, the audience has, have a space to imagine or make sense of the relationship between these surroundings and the body and what the body, the decisions the bodies are making in relation to the space. So I, I guess it's like a constant seeing two live bodies uh, in real time navigating and making choices because uh, empowerment of voice and, and silencing of the voice, uh, it's very clear when we say it in words, but actually in day to day, how we feel when we are empowered and how we feel we, di we didn't have the voice to say something we could have is not so explicit and you have to be very conscious of when it happens. It can happen in the most simple way in a text or... or So, so it, I think that's kind of where I'm trying to bring into that space of the show. Yeah. And sometimes you don't realise it until much later, right? And then you're like, oh, yes. <laughs> like, how did I allow that to happen? Or why why did I allow that to happen as well, right? I mean, those are some questions yeah. maybe you might... Okay, all right. So, you know, guys, it sounds really... I mean, I watched Anguta and I really loved it. Uh, it made me very uncomfortable, some parts of it as well. But yeah, I, I enjoyed that whole experience. I, I don't know. I mean, not, not uncomfortable. It's just Mila space and things like that. So it was very, it was very interesting and yeah. I really enjoyed it. So I can't wait to see uh, Anguta 2. So Anguta 2, remember, uh, will kick off on the 22nd of September right up to the 1st of October. So there are performances on the 22nd and 23rd, the 27th and 30th at 8.30pm and on the 24th and of September and the 1st of October at 3pm and it's happening over at 5 Arts Centre Studio in GMBBKL. Uh, tickets are priced at 50 ringgit and 30 ringgit for concessions so that's for students, seniors and people with disabilities and you can purchase your tickets at cloudjoy.com. But contest time on front row 
So the producers have generously offered us a pair of tickets for the performance. Uh, I just need you to answer this question correctly. What is the name of the other dancer who performed in both Angota and now Angota 2? Is it A, Tan Bi Hang or B, Mark Tay? So send me the correct answer, your full name and your email address. Send me a WhatsApp message now to 018-789-8899. If you hear back from the producers of the show, you are that lucky winner. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. Before I let you go, any any last message, any concluding message that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Uh, Rinsin, you want to go first? Uh I invite audience to come and listen and feel with their bodies. Uh, I promise it's not an abstract contemporary dance. Oh, sorry, I should have said that. <laughs> Lola! <laughs> yeah, no, no, not at all. Also, Chloe does really um, beautiful framing. Like, Chloe has a very sensitive um, texture to uh, their their framing. And yeah, please come and see that. Okay, all right, definitely. Uh, Chloe, how about for you? Come and see our show and hope you enjoy. Come with an open mind. Don't come with preconceived notions. Just, you know, just just enjoy the show. Just come and sit down, like, just kind of immerse yourself. That's kind of yeah. what I did uh, for Angota. I like, okay, stop feeling uncomfortable. Just let it happen and everything is fine. <laughs> so it was a wonderful performance, you know, clearly, you know, award-winning and all of that. So ladies, thank you so much again for joining me today. I was speaking to Lee Rensing, director, choreographer and performer of Angota 2 Remember, and Chloe Yap, who is the video artist for the performance. Uh, if you'd like to find out more, you can head to the Five Arts website. That's fiveartscenter.org. But if you miss any part of our conversation today you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row you can also find it on the bfm app this has been front row on the bigger picture bfm 89.9 you have been listening to a podcast from bfm 89.9 the business station for more stories of the same kind download the bfm app